Welcome to PantherCast, the official podcast of TMI Episcopal, where we share stories from our alumni, updates about the school, and help you reconnect and discover what the TMI community is all about. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of TMI's PantherCast podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Gish, Director of Community Relations. Once again, I'm pleased to bring you the audio of our senior chapel talks from this past week by Hannah Allen, Reese Trailer, and Javier Ramos, TMI Class of 2019. Our first featured talk is from Hannah Allen. Hannah began attending TMI during her junior year and is hoping to attend Notre Dame University next fall. She plans to major in biology so that she can pursue a medical degree to later become a pediatric pulmonologist. During her spare time, Hannah is a thrill seeker who loves roller coasters and outdoor activities. Thank you for listening, and now enjoy this senior chapel talk. Growing up around the world has taught me a plethora of things. In Korea, I was hissed at for being the only preschooler that still sucked her thumb. I never learned to stand on the left side of the escalator in London because that was considered impolite. Germany, I was taught to always accept freshly baked bread and delicious chocolate when offered. All around the world, I was submerged in an abundance of cultures and societal norms. This led me to oftentimes question who I was or wanted to become later in life. It wasn't all that important to establish who I was. I just let myself flow with the crowd, usually changing my personality in small ways the more we moved from city to state to country. I had phases. In North Carolina, I was a dancer. That was partially because my mom liked the idea of me in ballet slippers. But that led me to rebel and copy my sister, the real swimmer of the family. In Florida, I once wore a neon zebra print dress because it was the style back in sixth grade. In Germany, an angsty seventh grader decided cakey black eyeliner was the move. You bet I was a part of that. Oh, because of what? so that I could look like everyone else? I really could go on about the phases I went through to fit in with the rest of the crowd, but I think I've embarrassed myself enough. One thing I want to be very clear about is this. It is okay to try something new or change your style, but do it for yourself, not because of what you think will make you look popular or cooler. We are all guilty of this. I am, you are, the person sitting next to you, even our teachers. We can't help but look up to someone and immediately feel the need to copy their styles or attitudes. It's who we are as human beings. Sometimes we copy people without even realizing it. One day, on my way down the YouTube rabbit hole, I came across a video that puts this idea into perspective. It actually inspired my chapel talk. What's interesting here is that we have the conformists, the standers, and those that stay seated. Raise your hand if you think that you would have stood at the bell. Raise your hand if you think that you would have stayed seated. Putting myself in their place, I'm almost 100% positive that I would have stood too. People stand on cue, there doesn't seem to be an obvious reason, but if everybody else is doing it, why shouldn't I? This video provoked something deeper in my brain. Last year, Mr. Friedrich, 
the awesome biology teacher here at TMI, urged me to ponder thoughts beyond my capacity. Never settle for a simple answer. Go out and pick some brains to better your own understanding. So I kept clicking, and I came upon this article in Psychology Today titled, You're a Conformist, that is, you're a human. In the introduction of this paragraph reads a sentence that drew clear the reason as to almost all of us conform or attempt to fit in amongst crowds. We survive only in highly coordinated groups. Individually, we are designed to pick up social cues, coordinate, and align our behavior with those around us. Recent research has shown that social disapproval provokes the brain's danger circuits. So conformity soothes, which makes sense. How many times have we bought something we saw everybody else wearing, or even stood by in a crowd while somebody was being bullied? We are often not even aware when we are conforming. It is our home base, our default mode. How does this tie into the talk, though? To put it simply, the people we become are who we surround ourselves with, whether that be the friends we choose, the models we follow on Instagram, or the famous celebrities we view on TV, who we spend our time with ultimately shapes the person that we become. That being said, choose wisely, view wisely, listen wisely. Have you ever heard the saying, there's always someone watching you? Well, as creepy as that is to admit, it's true. We are all role models for those around us. What we portray is what people see. I've looked up to people I thought would better me as a person, but maybe they weren't the best influence after all. We are provided with countless opportunity to choose who shapes us. It is only up to you, no one else. You choose who shapes you, who you look up to, who ultimately gets to influence you. And that can be a scary thing. Don't let your identity be controlled by people who you think the world would rather see. Let your influencers be who can better you as an individual. I am who I am because I refuse to change for anybody that told me otherwise. If I had a penny for every time someone told me that I'm too loud, I would be able to pay for everyone's tuition here at TMI. <laughs> I mean, I might as well go without their microphone for this talk. I am who I am because I refuse to cover my freckles when foundation encouraged me to cover the one thing that sets me apart from a crowd. I am who I am because I cheer on those brave souls who give announcements during chapel or read for the first time, no matter the consequence of Mrs. Bilberry's really scary evil eye. I am Hannah Allen, the loud, crazy, and energetic senior that found herself among the many phases of teenage awkwardness that we all experience. And look at me. I'd say things are working out pretty well. Y'all are going to be okay. I don't think most of us realize how young we really are. And if you find yourself slipping along the way, look to your friends and family for guidance. No kidding, most of the movies on Netflix are about teenagers finding their paths in life. And it always ends the same. They find their paths, people. We can blame our overall conformist attitudes on evolution and the fact that pleasure hormones fill our minds when we fit in. But in reality, who are we really cheating other than ourselves when we don't stay true to who we really are? Never change for your friends. Don't copy people or things you don't approve of. And most importantly, 
put yourself first. You'd be surprised what some simple self-love can do for the complex human mind. Thank you. Our second featured talk is from Reese Trailer. Reese began attending TMI during his freshman year and hopes to attend the University of California, Berkeley next fall, where he is planning to study astrophysics. During his spare time, Reese enjoys learning about physics and philosophy, as well as bike rides and video games. Thank you for listening, and now enjoy this senior chapel talk. On September 5th, 1977, a miracle of human ingenuity named Voyager 1 launched in a blaze of fire over Cape Canaveral. Its primary mission? To do flybys and gather data about Jupiter, Saturn, and Saturn, Saturn's moon, Titan. It completed its objectives in 1980, and having obtained the 42.1 kilometers a second, the escape velocity needed to leave the solar system, Voyager 1 set out on its vast voyage into the vast cosmos. Voyager 1 has given us so many amazing photos and data about Jupiter, Jupiter's moons, Saturn, and especially Saturn's moon, Titan. And on August 25, 2012, it crossed the heliopause, becoming the first man-made object to enter interstellar space. But in my opinion, the greatest thing Voyager 1 gave the human race was, funnily enough, funnily enough, probably the thing with the least scientific value. You see, around the time Voyager 1 had completed its primary objectives, there was a man who had an idea. This man was a very famous astronomer and astrophysicist, as well as a personal hero of mine, named Carl Sagan. Carl Sagan had an idea. He had an idea to turn Voyager 1's camera around and point it back at Earth and take a picture of our little blue planet as Voyager flew further and further away from its home. In terms that this generation will understand, it's like the ultimate selfie. Due to the risk of irreversible damage to the camera lens by ca caused by Voyager 1 pointing the camera back at Earth and also the sun at the same time, it took nearly 10 years till Sagan finally got his wish. On February 14, 1990, the most important photograph in human history was taken. Amazing, isn't it? If you, <laughs> if you can't see us, we're right there. <laughs> That's us. We're that small, pale blue dot. And I doubt any of you are wondering, but that picture was taken about 6 billion kilometers away from Earth. Despite its grainy quality, it's, in my opinion, the single greatest picture humanity has ever taken. It was named the Pale Blue Dot. And after this picture, Carl Sagan wrote a book entitled The Pale Blue Dot, A Vision for Humanity's Future in Space. In the book, he writes a passage that changed my life and the way I view the world. He said this, Look again at that dot. That's here. That's home. That's us. On it, everyone you love, everyone you know, everyone you've ever heard of, every human being who ever was, lived out their lives. The aggregate of all of our joys and suffering, thousands of confident religions, ideologies, and economic doctrines, every hunter and forager, every hero and coward, every creator and destroyers of civilization, every king and peasant, every young couple in love, every mother and father, hopeful child, inventor, and explorer every teacher of morals, every corrupt politician, every superstar, every supreme leader, every saint and sinner in the history of our species lived out there on a mote of dust suspended in a sunbeam. The universe is incomprehensibly large. Take that from somebody who's been wrapping his head around it since he was old enough to know what the universe is. When I was writing this chapel talk, I thought about giving you plenty of numbers to make size comparisons about the universe, but that would have taken this entire talk, and that's not the point. 
The point is that to say that you are unbelievably, unimaginably insignificant is an insane understatement. It's at this point I should probably come clean and tell you I'm a bit of a nihilist. I don't believe in anything and I don't believe that life, how, life is somehow special. Awesome and amazing, yes, but special, no. In fact, in honesty, I don't really even believe in life. Sorry to any of you hardcore biologists out there, but in honesty, between the first self-replicating RNA strand to what we are now, I see no point in which life ever became more than a bunch of molecules doing what they do, reacting how they react. To me, we're all just a pile of gray matter surrounded by a calcium shell. We're not special. You're not special. And for some reason, people think that this is somehow a bad thing. Yes, the universe is a cold and uncaring place, and at any moment we could all die. Whether that be from theoretical threats like vacuum decay, or an undetected comet from the Kuiper Belt, or the Yellowstone volcano erupting, or to be honest, more likely, we'll end up just destroying ourselves. One second we could all be here, and the next, we're all gone. Is this a scary thought? Yeah, but it's a thought we all have to face at some point in our lives. You can either live in fear of this thought, or you can let it, and let it control you, or you can accept it and accept that maybe it doesn't have to be such a bad thing. Everyone here will die. Even if you think you can reach the information singularity and get your consciousness uploaded, you still can't outrun heat death. Yes, life is short and fleeting. Yes, the universe is cold and unforgiving. Yes, we're insignificant. But we also must realize that we're no less insignificant than everything else in this universe. We need to realize we are the universe in every possible way. To quote a famous philosopher, Alan Watts, we are something the whole universe is doing in the same way a wave is something the whole ocean is doing. Yes, we're insignificant, but we're a component part of a much bigger, much more amazing whole. People have it in their brains that it's such a bad thing to be insignificant, to be small, to not be the chosen ones. But all this means is that we get to live how we want to live, love who we want to love, be who we want to be. We don't have a destiny or a path to follow. We make our own path. We make our own destiny. We can choose to live to be happy, and we can choose to live to make others happy. We can do what makes us happy. Study what we want to study and learn about this amazing, awesome universe of ours. You can even think of it like this. We are in a way the scribes of the universe. We are the way the universe thinks and sees itself. We need to stop living our lives just walking around and paying no attention to this awesome universe of ours. And once we die, our atoms will spread out and become something brand new and something even more beautiful. We are stardust, and to stardust we will return. So live with grace, be happy, and remember, everyone who has ever lived on this planet has lived a small lives. On this pale blue dot, they've lived on our pale blue dot. And we may not be on this dot for very long, but we are on it together. So enjoy the time you have with each other, and never, ever let a single moment go to waste. Thank you. Our final chapel talk from last week is by Javier Ramos. As a young child, Javier struggled with trying to figure out his self-worth. In his senior chapel talk, he tells the story of a young boy who asks his father what the value of life is. The moral is that what matters in life is who you surround yourself with and how you choose to carry yourself. Thank you for listening, and now, enjoy this senior chapel talk. One day, a boy asked his father what was the value of life. Instead of answering, the father told his son to grab a rock from the garden and sell it in the market. The father then said, if anybody asks for the price, raise up two fingers and don't say anything. So the boy went to the market and a woman asked, 
How much is this rock? The boy didn't say a word and raised up two fingers. The woman then said, two dollars, I'll take it. The boy went home and told his father that a woman wanted to buy the rock for two dollars. The father then said, son, I want you to take the same rock to a museum. If anybody wants to buy it, don't say a word and just put up two fingers. The boy then went to the museum and a man wanted to buy the rock. The, rock, the boy didn't say a word and put up two fingers and the man said, $200, I'll take it. The boy was shocked and went running home. He told his father, father, a man wants to buy a rock for $200. His father then said, son, the last place I want you to take this rock is to a precious stone store. Show it to the owner and don't say a word. If he asks for the price, just put up two fingers. So the kid went to the store and showed it to the owner. The owner was amazed by the beauty of the rock. The owner then said that it was one of the most rare stones in the world and he must have it. He asked the boy for the price and the boy just put up two fingers. The man said, I'll take it for $200,000. The boy, not knowing what to say, ran home to his father. The boy, still shocked by the man's response, told his father what happened, and the father asked his son, Son, do you know what the value of life is now? The boy was speechless. The father then explained that it doesn't matter where you come from, where you were born, or how much money you were born into. What matters is what you decide to place yourself, the people you surround yourself with, and how much you choose to carry yourself. I chose this story because it basically summarizes my life. I was that little chubby guy who was trying to figure out my self-worth. This resulted in me not having any friends. I tried my hardest to make friends, but every time I tried to make friends, everyone had a group already. This didn't stop me from trying again and again until one day I succeeded. Finally, in freshman year, I started to hang out with some kids. At first, it feels, felt like I was finally someone in life. It felt good being part of a group. It was too good to be true, and it was. I realized that this group of friends were using me for their entertainment. Every time they laughed, they were not laughing with me, they were laughing at me. I got mad and stood up for myself, but the only thing that happened is that they reminded me that I was a nobody. Fear and depression got me fast. I started to eat my problems away instead of facing them head to head. By the end of freshman year, I was on my lowest point in life. After probably the worst year of my life, I decided to go away for a bit. I enrolled in a summer camp in California for a month. Hours away from my family, I used this time to think and get to know myself better. This was, a great this was a great investment in my life. I got to experience what it was like to have fun with people who actually like me the way I am. After camp ended, I learned two things. First, don't let anyone tell you what to do. And second, have fun, because life is too short to worry about things that are not important. Summer ended, and I got a different view in life. School started, and I was hanging out with a group of friends who had a lot of things in common. We all liked one another the way we were. Thanks to this, I stopped worrying about who did and didn't like me. I was focusing on school and exercise to lose those extra pounds I had. Summer year ended great with new friends and good grades. Halfway through the summer, my parents told me and my sister that we were moving to San Antonio. I was speechless. 
After all the hard work I put into having new friends and changing my life around, I was told that I was going to a different school in a different city with completely different people. Junior year started and I had two choices. I could freak out and go back to my old self, or I can make new friends. For the first weeks, I chose option one and freaked out because I didn't like to speak English in front of other people, and I still don't. Days passed by and I realized that all the students at TMI I had the pleasure of knowing were really nice. So I got the courage to change my life around again. This school year had its ups and downs like a normal school year. I got to interact with different people due to projects and we can get together. And funny enough, my best friend from San Antonio is not even from this school. I look forward to this senior year with my best of intentions. I'll try to keep myself motivated to do my best and more. People think that life is a straight line, but they're wrong. Life can and will be challenging. Trust me, I know it for a fact. But when you're at your lowest point in life, your instincts may tell you to give up and that it's not worth the fight. I've always felt in many things, and I'll always come back stronger. So I encourage you, TMI, try your best. And if you're afraid of something, try it. The worst thing that can happen is that you'll feel miserably. But when, you, when has failure stopped anyone here? Failure should make you try again and again with the knowledge you gain from past experience. So now, I'm going to leave you with one of my favorite phrases from a Disney movie. Keep moving forward. Thank you. Thank you for listening to TMI's PantherCast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave us a review on iTunes or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We'd love to hear your feedback and show ideas, so leave us a comment, email, or connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter using at TMI Episcopal. For more news, ways to connect, and to learn about upcoming events on campus, visit our website at www.tmi-sa.org.